Hey, good morning. Happy New Year. Oh, good. Yeah. Happiest of New Year's to you. You as well. I think we should kick off the show by um, recommending to anybody who's got a New Year's resolution to feel well, to be healthy. Uh, AG1, athleticgreens.com slash surf is our recommendation. Hell to the yes, AG1, bros. Hey, um, let me quick tell you that I'm in day two of 75 hard, which is this resolution that my daughter and I are doing together. And of course, AG1 Athletic Greens is a part of the program. So um, I mean, no, we were drinking it all along anyway, but this is the perfect New Year's resolution kickoff drink. Say more. Say more about the 75. Oh, 75 hard. So look, what we do is it's 75 days. It's supposed to be hard, but I've kind of softened my... (laughs) But it's um, two 45-minute workouts a day. One of them has to be outside, um, a gallon of water each day, uh, 10 pages from a book, must be read, nonfiction, um, a diet, right, a diet program, which mine includes no dairy, um, no processed foods, mostly proteins and vegetables. Um, I have made a chips and salsa waiver, which uh, is part of my diet. Um, and there's probably going to be a little bit of sourdough included in that. But I have moved away from from dairy. And uh, what else is uh, part of this thing? Oh, you're supposed to journal about it. And um, 75 days. So mine's kind of more like 75 softish, but I'm looking forward to medium, it. medium rare. It's kind of, it's got some firmness to it, but it's tender still. Yeah, exactly. So uh, AG1, obviously a big plan of that. And I'll tell you what, drinking a gallon of water, man, yesterday I did a gallon of water, pretty gnarly. Because you have to pee so much? Yeah. Yeah. Well, everything that you said absolutely will radically change your life. I am certain like you will be a better person. Um, Probably won't take 75 days to get there. But um, it sounds like a full-time job. It's a lot, you know. In fact, my daughter was saying people with full-time jobs, like she's like, look, there's certain days when I go into the office that I can't work out twice in one day, you know? Yeah. And those will be like restorative days where she just works out once or whatever. And frankly, I don't know if I'm going to be able to work out twice each day, but I think I actually can pull it off because, you know, yoga is a workout, surfing is a workout, swimming is a workout. Like I worked out this morning already. And so, you know, today's a weird weather day. So how am I going to get my second workout in? I don't know. You know, I, I can take a brisk walk, like a full high speed power walk for four miles. The, the uh, I think with anything like this, even if you fall short, you're way better off than if you had never set the plan in the first place, you know? Yeah, we plan on the cool thing is we have some accountability between the two of us. You know, I think it would be really difficult for me to do on my own, you know, for for 75 days, like March 18th is the day where we've done 75 days, you know, Um, and you see this on online a lot. Instagram, my friend Jeff Baldwin, who Baldy, who used to be a co-host of mine on on uh, Surf Talk San Diego and down the line, he posted something about a month ago where he finished his 75 hard and he looked rocked up and ready to go and lean and mean. And uh, so, yeah. That's always inspirational. It's good to see those reminders. That's actually a good thing about social media is 
curating who you're following to be things like that, where you're like constantly seeing reminders rather than indulgences, you know? Well, speaking of that, one of the things that we've, and you can kind of adapt your 75 hard, how, um, you know, or modify it, I should say, however you want. And so my daughter and I were like, we should just have a whole day where we just lock our phones up, you know? Totally. And that's pretty hard to do. Like, I was thinking maybe it's a Saturday, but then on Friday, I tell everybody that I normally would like have meetings with on Saturday yeah. or whatever. Hey, I'll be there. Don't worry. I'm just not on my phone. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's another I think if, if you train people in your life to not be responded to every, you know, instantly, then you can get away with it. It'd be fine. Um, well, good. I'm thrilled to hear it. We'll expect updates from you weekly. And of course, athleticgreens.com slash surf is been with you for a year and a half now it's been with me for a year and a half and it really is um an essential part of our diet that allows us i mean it's the easiest way to achieve kind of health and wellness just one box that you check once this gets delivered to you monthly and then every morning you wake up takes 30 seconds to mix with water you drink it you've got your vitamins minerals nutrients for the day that box is checked super simple yeah, I love it. 75 minerals and vitamins, um, whole food, uh, whole uh, sourced. What's the word? Whole, whole food. food sourced ingredients. Yeah, that's and the key. Um, it's not like a bunch of uh, chemically engineered things in a laboratory. It's whole foods pulverized into a powder. So it is what you would be getting in your diet, but it would just take a lot more work and effort to get it in otherwise. So anyways, that's enough about that. It's athleticgreens.com slash surf. Support us, support your whole body vitality. And then we have an update too from realwatersports.com. Um, we put the name in the wheel of names, random generator, internet app thingy. So all the names of anybody who's contributed, uh, supported our work this past month. And one Jamie Meichler of Pacifica, California <clears throat> was selected as the winner at random. Oh, that's great. Well, congratulations, Jamie. You are the one. Jeremy, kid. sorry. Pardon me? Jeremy, I'm sorry. Jeremy. Jeremy, you from Pacifica. Or the uh, stoked surfer that gets to go on real water sports and pick, right? Doesn't he get to pick any board he wants? Just like Totally. I thought about setting a limit on it, which would be fair. You know, like, hey, $1,000, $1,200 or whatever, because there are some boards on there, Pizel's paddle guns that are up near 2000 bucks or something. And it's like, man, is he going to hit us for this? So we'll see what he ends up doing. We'll see how hard he goes. But there's no limit. He could pick any of the 1500 boards on their website. You know, um, I got a new board over the holidays. Um, randomly, this, this guy, this friend of mine and I were kind of in the parking lot after a surf and we were kind of like, ah, oh, you know what, you know, for whatever reason, I think cause the swell was, it was wind swell. It was like eight second wind swell on the reefs and the waves were just soft, but we didn't have any spark. You know, we were like, yeah, you know, I didn't feel like we had any spark. We had like the booty drama and cold feet and we were just dead in the water our surfing was flat and this other friend of mine who i respect immensely and who i surf with a lot he he rocked up with a xanadu which he always rides but he goes hey you know what you should think about getting as one of those seaside fire wires that rob machado designed and i was like yeah maybe i've looked at him i've had him under my arm before and i've almost pulled the trigger He's like, yeah, I think you would be stoked on that, Scott. You'd just be, you know, you'd be surprised how sparky and spicy it is. And I, and he talked me into it. And the hard part was the sizing, right? Because I have this, like, 
I'm not going to ride anything under six feet anymore, right? But when you look at the leaderage, the volume is leaderage isn't a word. But when you look at the volume, um, you know, a six foot firewire seaside thingy has got tons of volume. Yeah. So anyway, long story short, I got the five eight. Oh my gosh, a five eight, and um, I'm loving this board. It's got all. So the- what's what's the volume then? Thirty five point four. Wow, in a five eight. Yeah, I know. Crazy. That's kind of what made me go there. I was like, 35. That's that's kind of a lot. Yeah. Anyway. Well, so, um, incidentally, yeah. you'll never believe who is one of our most recent supporters. Rob. Rob. Oh, that's so great. An email came through like New Year's Eve, I think it was, late in the day. And I got the email and it said, Rob Machado just signed up to support you guys. So that's pretty incredible. How cool would it be if he was the winner? <laughs> Rob Machado, you get to pick any board. He signs up at the last minute and still wins it. Where, which, by the way, Jeremy Meichler has been a supporter for years and years. Yeah, well, I've seen yeah. his name for years, so yeah, that's Jeremy. that's nice. But I was there's been a few moments uh, of doing this podcast over the years, over the decade actually, that yeah. um, felt like real validation. And having Rob Machado's support is one of them. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's cool when you get an email like that. You're like, oh, that's so cool. You know, right on. And more power yeah. to the great work that Surf Splendor puts out. And um, and it's inspiring. I mean, I've told you this before. You, the stuff you're putting out now is kind of next level. I get the sense that people are like, like you're kind of the guy. Like you're like the guy that people are like, you know what? Like, you know what I mean? Like you're getting, people are reaching out to you. Whereas yeah. it used to be, you were like, hey man, I do this podcast thing. Would you be interested? Yeah. Now people are like, well, because Joel comes to mind, right? Joel reached out to you. I was like, let's do this. Joel, for sure. And then another one uh, that I didn't mention to you was Felipe Pomar reached out. And he's like, hey, I saw your interview with Matt Warshaw on uh, YouTube. And yeah, you know, he's quit surfing, essentially. And I I have a message, I think, that that your listeners would like to hear, which is the opposite message. And it's how to surf to 100 is his thing. And so I was like man, I would love to have interviewed Felipe years and years ago. I just really didn't know how to get a hold of him. So I never yeah. thought, you know, to like yeah. even try, but having that him reach out was again, validating and also makes my job a lot easier, you yeah. know, because for all those years where I was cold calling people, I had to explain first what a podcast was. <laughs> <laughs> and then if they agree to do it, there's, you know, they don't understand the medium. And so it's just harder to kind of do the job. And so for him to not only reach out, but to have seen conversations and understand how to engage in it and see the value of the platform. Yeah. That that's half the battle. Well, the classic line is, is when you're interviewing somebody and they go, Hey, is this live? <laughs> then right. You know, and you know that they're not tuned in for sure. Well, at any rate, um, that, Seaside board that you're talking about is available on realwatersports.com. I'm going to, as soon as Jeremy Michler uh, picks the board, I'm going to publish that to show other people what board he picked, because that is the big question. Um, but you can't go wrong. I mean, if it's a Seaside, if it's, um, you know, a Ross and a Pizel, I think the Sabre, I think Ryan Sakel might have boards over yeah, there. Too, the he does. Yeah. I had a guy this morning asking me about my saber, which I've been riding a ton because the waves have been pretty big. Gosh, we've had a run of surf, man. I've been surfing. Well, a let's ton. let's close out 
yeah. opening ads. And then we'll talk about that during the show. But major thank you to realwatersports.com, of course, for helping us do that giveaway, but also for supporting us all, all year long. Um, it's hugely important and helpful. So thank you, realwatersports.com. As we see some movement at the takeoff zone, it's Kelly Slater grabbing rail, a clean entry, this thing holding open, it spits. Uh, when it spit me, I thought it was going to spit me off my board. Comes out with the spit, spits him out. Comes out after the spit. Gets spat out of another good looking wave here. Spit, spit, spit. We're just spitballing, right? Yeah, guy. Yeah, guy. Yeah, friggin' guy. Yeah, guy. This is Spit, David. This is where we talk all things surf. Um, David Lee Scales, Scott Bass with you. It's the, our first show of 2023. It's January 3rd, 2023. It's a Tuesday morning here in Southern California. David, welcome. Good morning. Yes, thank you. Happy New Year. Uh, apologies to listeners for missing a show last week, but hey, we needed a day off, needed a week off. Yeah, yeah, actually we did. Um, yeah, so look, I forget where we, what we were talking well, about. Well, we were talking about surfing. You were talking about how good the <laughs> oh, waves yeah. have been. Oh yeah. That's right. Hey, for once we were talking about surfing on this show. Uh, you're talking about how good the waves have been and, uh, what you've been riding. By the way, have you, um, have you been watching that slow horses show that I told you about? No, not Gary yet. Oldman? Oh man. God forbid we talk about surf. Let's talk about TV. <laughs> <laughs> no. We yeah. almost talked about surfing. Um, look, the waves have been pretty fun here. I mean, the waves have been good. You know where the waves were insane yesterday? If you guys get a chance, go to yesterday's Surfline Cam Rewind and check out Pipeline. It was like 10 to 15 feet. It was unruly. It was second reef bombs, like throaty, like roll, second reef roll-ins to throaty, like esophagus spitting barrels. But a lot of chaos and a lot of duck, a lot of it was sketchy, you know, like, I mean, instead of a hundred guys out, there was 10 guys out. You know what I mean? It was one John, of those John. days where like, you'd see ballroom stack. You'd see those guys that are like, yeah. I got to put in my time. People see you do that too, by the way, people notice when you're a young guy and you're like out there trying to pick off a few. It's one of those days where you might get obliterated. You might surf for two hours and not catch a wave. Like it was, it was just, but it was also offshore and blue and crispy and, you know, it was pretty. So um, it's a lot of fun to watch on the Camry one because you can just fast forward and see all the drama, all the moments. Guys are bailing their boards and a bunch of guys on the second reef trying to connect and either going, OK, here we go. We're going to drop into the first reef or going, nope, time to get out. And the whole thing crunches down, you know. Yeah. John John was out. Oh, see, there you go. Did you watch it? Obviously, you did. A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. How did you hear uh, John John was out? Did somebody get a hold of you? Uh, Surfline posted it on oh, Instagram. Oh, OK. Um, but yeah, so the waves locally, there's been a lot of swell running. I feel like two weeks or so we've had kind of a good stretch, but we've had weather too. So it's yeah. been rainy. It's been kind of in between. You have to kind of pick pick your sessions. Yeah. Um, but it has been absolutely good, but lots of paddling too. I know. Which is um, good. Yeah, it is good. Actually, it's really good. Um, I'm a big fan of just chalking a surf session up for exercise. Me too. Uh, which I, I actually have to at this point because I don't surf up to my perceived ability level. And so I have to as assign some value to it. And I'm like, you know what? I got a good workout in. That's good enough. Um, yeah, that's that's exactly right. You know what I'll also mention right now is uh, how much this comes in handy from Neat Essentials, this balaclava. Do you have one of these yeah. yet? 
Uh, do not, but I'm going to get one right now. I need one yeah. bad. The, this thing's epic. Um, no. Well, the, the hood itself is probably three. It feels thick enough to be three. But the chest part is just, uh, it's not even neoprene. It's just like, I don't know what, but it's yeah, warm. Yeah. yeah. It, it's not meant for warmth. Anyways, balaclava is a chest, looks like a tank top, but it has a hood attached to it. So you put it on first, you put your wetsuit on over it and the hood basically pops out, but it's, you know, attached to something under your wetsuit. So it's sure. not the same as just having a hood that would let yeah. water in. It yeah. actually doesn't let any water. in. even when I pull the hood off my head and just have it draped back behind me, yeah. it doesn't catch water or get, or flush me or anything like that. Yeah, I'm going to get one um, of those. But these things are killer. And again, Neat Essentials, I was going to pull up their website real quick. NeatEssentialsUSA.com um, has them. And I think they're on sale even. Really? So yeah, let me just check real quick. Yeah, I mean, it's been cold. Those are crucial for these cold, you know, that's the other thing, right? Like, um, gosh, I don't know if you've got a chance to look at storm surfs. They have this cool little link that you can click on and it shows the jet stream. And the jet stream is like next level. It's, just, it's down low, like mid, mid latitudes. And it's just perfectly straight across the jet stream winds, which are those winds at like 30,000 feet. And they're, they're flowing from, um, from west to east across the Pacific. And, and they're setting up just perfect low pressures. Um, you know, they're, they're the fuel basically for the low pressures that create mm. all this great winter surf that we've been having. And it's literally to like for the past week, it's just been straight across like 190 mile per hour, 200 mile per hour jet stream winds across the entire Pacific, like the perfect setup, which is why we're getting these atmospheric rivers yeah. here in the Pacific. Gotcha. Um, I pulled up the website. Yeah. Two millimeter. You're correct. Two millimeter balaclava vest, 38.50 down from 55 bucks. Oh my done. It's a no, no brainer. That's a done deal. But, but it's such, it's so um, functional. Like it works perfectly. You know, I could pull it off. I honestly, to be honest, the reason why I wear a hood, especially during times like this, where there's weather is just for the wind. Like I don't yeah. want the wind hitting my ears, you know? And so in between waves, I'll often just pull it on to protect from the wind. And then um, it does block mobility a little bit when you're turning your head left and right. So once yeah. I see waves on the horizon, I'll usually just slide it off and then paddle and catch waves that way. Um, but yeah, more for the wind than the cold water. Yeah. Well, I agree with you and, and ice cream headaches, right? Like you flip it on when you paddle out, flip it off when you're sitting, waiting for a wave, ride the wave, yeah. put it back on. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, pipeline. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. No, go ahead. Well, I was just randomly, um, I forget how I came across this. Oh, I have I have one of Joey Baran's boards from the 80s, a town and country in the upcoming auction in March. Mm. It's a beautiful, I didn't even know it was Joey's board. I, I posted it on the California Gold Surf Auction Instagram. And um, I think it was Matt Keckley chimed in and goes, that's Joey Baran's board or what, you know. And I was like, wow. And so I was just kind of I was like looking for pictures of him riding that board. And what I came across, I went down a deep dive on Matt Warshaw's encyclopedia of surfing on Joey and all the videos of him and stuff. And then it, I came up with a trivia question for you, David, which I've kind hmm. of given it away already. But did you know there's only been two California surfers who have won the Pipeline Masters? Only two. Do you know who they are? Well, Joey. <laughs> yeah, I blew it. I blew my trivia question. That was you did. One. Well, to be honest... 
uh, maybe I'm just spacing, but he's the one that I might actually think of on my own, even if you didn't give it to me. Yeah. Who would who would the second be? We've already mentioned him. Rob. That's right. Rob. Rob Machado. Rob. Those are the only two Californians that have won the Pipeline Masters. Um, Joey in 1984 and Rob Machado in the year 2000, 23 years ago. Holy mackerel. Crazy. I was on the That's beach insane. that day. It was insane. It's amazing. The Mount, Mountain Master. Dew Pipe Masters, I think. Right. There you go. Exactly. When, when, when the drink companies were Mountain Dew. Yeah, exactly. Um, I've got but, a trivia question for you. Though. Well, let me just real quick, though, continue with this, because it's important to note, David, that Crosby Cola Pinto is a Californian and he is on that list. But I think it does a complete injustice to all the past champions that grinded their way through true mono mono jersey on competition. And by the way, it's not Crosby's fault. He was just playing the game when they had that video version of the Pipe Masters. So I'm he's saying on, hey, he's on what list? Triple Crowns list? No, Pipeline Masters winners. He's not a winner. I, I agree. But if you look at past champions, he's the champion, Crosby Colapinto, because he oh. won the digital version of the Vans Pipeline Masters. What? Yeah. No. He's, I, I, let's look it up. Like, go on to the Vans Pipeline Masters 2022 website and look at the list of past champions. That's insane. Now, I think Vans needs to correct this. This, this is really on Vans. They, they went so far as to put an asterisk next to his name, by the way. And that oh says it gosh. all. I mean, and I have nothing against Crosby. He's a fantastic surfer. He, he comes from what appears to be a fantastic family. And I love the way he and his brothers, all three of them, all three of those brothers surf great. They're incredible, you know. And I think it actually does a disservice to him to have him on that list. That's you insane. See it I, I'm not looking it up right now, but I trust that you did look it up. Um, I See, when you were, I thought you were misspeaking and saying, He's a triple crown winner because of the digital thing, which I can almost allow to happen, but a pipe master, no way. Yeah. So, I'm gonna look so last up. year, so last year when they had the IP issue, the yeah. naming issue, the WSL called the event, the pipeline pro sponsored by Billabong and Vans held on to the pipe masters title, but didn't hold an event. They held the digital series. And because Griffin or because Crosby's wave at pipeline won the digital series, he is now deemed a pipe master. That's what you're saying. That's what it says. It says 2021 Crosby Colapinto. There's an asterisk. He's the only guy on the list with an asterisk. And it says he won the pipe master section of the digital Vans triple crown. So they're making him, the pipeline master, which again, I, I think it does a disservice even to him, like totally. And to all the past champions and to Vans, like it's kind of, it's kind of not a good look. I don't know. That's just Travis sham mockery a little bit, you know, like all those past champions that grinded and crazy, you know, competition with, like I say, you know, Jersey on scrambling one day, trying, you know, I don't know. Well, he did. De- he deserves accolade for what he accomplished but it is apples compared to oranges and there needs to be distinction and what we see happen with in the surf space as much as i love vans is these core brands who we've all loved they they are the culture shifters and they uh i don't know they set the bar for what's being achieved for so many years but when they become corporations and when a lot of the salt has left the building and they misunderstand the space and now they're kind of the um, 
what's the word, the arbiter of the sport, but they're miscommunicating the very, the most important details. That's when we start to get pissed. That's when the natives get restless. And it's like, can we call you guys the core brand anymore? If you're misunderstanding the fundamentals of what a pipe master is, you know, first by the way that the event was organized and run this year, that created a lot of consternation, but then by something like this, that's problematic. Yeah, it's a bummer. I think it would just be easy to just have 2021, not have anyone in it. And that's fine, yeah. you know, and and um, give him a title, but it's not pipe master. You know, he deserved yeah. a, a title because he did achieve something incredible that year, but it's not pipe master. Yeah. I, you know, I mean, you look at this list, right? Like, you know, from the beginnings, you know, Larry Blair, Rory Russell, Jerry Lopez, Jeff Hackman, Derek Coe, Kelly Slater, Tom Carroll, you know, yeah anyway i think we made our point again I, it's not crosby's fault he's just doing what he's supposed no, to do of course but, and and we love the way he serves but i just i just think uh and i and i sense that even crosby's probably like hmm, i probably shouldn't be on that list it's kind of not cool yeah but i'm putting words into his mouth i don't know that to be the case but well in uh in other hawaii news as the waves have been pumping freaking J- who is joey johnson joey johnson um you tell me i'm clueless. I'm probably one of the johnson clan maybe PD it's john, actually john, it's, johnson john it's actually john stun with a t-o-n oh, at the end oh, oh john stun no. not that that not that that clears up any confusion but joey johnston i had no idea who he was 72 hours ago he he's the guy that broke the internet with his yeah. wave at back door yeah that back door wave was insane right i mean insane so joey johnston i was not johnston's son maybe that might make sense um he is regular footer 23 year old or so uh north shore surfer who has a day job and you know like he's just a regular dude who charges and surfs regularly on the north shore and he got a wave at backdoor maybe four days ago now that was the wave of waves. I mean, it is the wave of the winter thus far. It might be the wave of a couple of winters, actually. It was an insane drop, took off basically, uh, obviously backdooring the wave is how it got its name. So he's basically taking off at pipeline, but going right and has the craziest section. Then the thing runs on the inside reef and he's still in it and he barely navigates out the doggy door. But every moment of that ride took, I mean, expert level surfing. I mean, at John John kind of level of surfing and Joey Johnston, who we've never heard of before, executed flawlessly. You know what that wave, what it looked like to me was that it was a strange wave and that he was immediately on the foam ball like he took off and turned up into it and the foam ball was immediately underneath his board you know what i mean that was the vibe i got that it was like instant foam ball ride like and that in and of itself tells you gosh this guy's got to navigate all the cavitation and the board lifting up and doing weird stuff i don't know did you notice that that it seemed like yeah. right away he was on the foam ball you know what i mean it wasn't like totally. turn do it like do a mid-face turn and knife under the lip and ride it and then the foam ball catches up to you it was more like because he was so deep, like, right. He took underneath the hood and just immediately was on a foam ball. Totally. One of those waves that just everybody has to bow down and just yeah. acknowledge an insane yeah. ride. Yeah. And 
reminds me of when I first got into surfing in the mid nineties, um, the industry was kind of starting to explode, you know, like go through a real boom time. And, um, there was opportunities for no name people to rise, to get a wave, to rise out of obscurity. And then immediately next year, have a bunch of sponsors and be able to do it for a living. And I feel like in a sense, we're kind of in that era again, we went through an era in between where you weren't going to make it as a pro surfer unless you ran through the tiny portal of three or four magazines and three or four brands. And you could be a phenomenal surfer, but you just weren't going to be published in the magazines unless you had all of this support and all these things. And so I feel like we're kind of in a new era now where maybe he won't become a professional surfer, but he'll at least be seen. He'll at least be acknowledged by everybody because, you know, it's a more democratized media landscape and you can rise out of obscurity and get pats on the back from one, you know, John, John Kelly, Gabriel, everybody. So, yeah, I totally agree. I mean, good for him. Good for Joey. And like I said, I wonder, there's a, if the listeners don't know, there's a, a legendary uh, shaper over there, Jeff Johnston, who was shaping for his own label and for town and country and a bunch of people for years and years and years. So I'm wondering if Joey Johnston is somehow related to Jeff. Could be. Yeah, maybe. That would make sense. Yeah. Probably not a lot of Johnstons on the North Shore. Hmm. Um, another clip a few days prior to this that in in the way the media landscape works nowadays, something gets wa- something's incredible. We all love it, and then it gets washed away immediately. But the clip clip of Levi Slauson doing the bull, full backside rotation yeah. was also insane. And again, a name that it's like I've seen his name a little bit here and there, but I wasn't paying attention. And then boom, drops an air that's on par with anything I've ever seen Felipe Toledo do. Yeah, <clears throat> and Levi even went so far as to say this is definitely the best era I've ever done in my life. And um, Levi's a kid. He, I, I know Levi and I know his brother. Um, they, they grow, they grew up right here in town here in Encinitas. And, um, and I mean, talk about a kid that's just really, um, you know, taking the, taking the dream, I guess, and just really, you know, maximizing it, you know, and eating from the, you know, the buffet that surfing offers us, he's eating the lobster tail, you know what I mean? And the steak, like he's, he's really making the most of his moments. I think he's still, I think he rides for Volcom. I know he rode for Volcom for a while. Salty crew. Oh, salty crew. I apologize. Okay. Yeah. Salty crew. Yeah. Which makes sense. Cause that's a San Diego company too. Um, so anyway, Levi's a, a stud. Isn't Levi, who was the guy that got into a situation in like Puerto Rico at a QS where there was a, there was a conflict right. with a, with some other guy. Wasn't it like a Brazilian guy and Levi got into a scene. It was, uh, it was at, a contest in the Dominican Republic, I believe. Right. But yes, the other guy kicked the board at, I forgot that was Levi. Yeah. Kicked the board at Levi's head and uh, nearly that was decapitated him. Yeah, it yeah. was. Um, well, another kind of side note, the filmer of that backside air, his name's Milo Kim, and he does a lot of my video editing. He's been doing all the little video clips that you see on Instagram and a lot of them on YouTube. Yeah. Milo's the editor of those. And he uh, messaged me after, you know, the Joel Tudor episode, I think might've been the last one that he edited for me. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to go to Hawaii for a couple of weeks. So I won't be able to edit for the next few weeks. I'm like, yeah, that's all good. Have a great time. Within a week, he's posting that clip. So good on Milo getting the work done in Hawaii and uh, 
probably boost his Instagram following significantly with that one clip. Oh, that's cool. And you know, those, those hard work, hardworking uh, video guys, the, the filmers, uh, they don't get a whole lot of credit and it's probably one of the most, I mean, I used to shoot photos for Surfer Magazine. Um, not that I'm a photographer. I just did it because I had to. And it was, it was the worst, you know, because, you know, we're hardcore surfers. I'm not, I don't want to be shooting. I want to be surfing. And it's one of those things like when you have the baby or you walk the dog, it's like the waves are always good. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It just seemed like whenever, and of course you have, you know, when the waves were good, it was like, okay, put down the board and pick up the camera because the That's job the is point. on, you know? Yeah. I remember one time I was in Tavarua and I was in a boat with Martin Daly and, um, and uh, who's the guy from Quicksilver, the Australian guy, um, Bruce Raymond. It was me and Martin and Bruce Raymond. We were in a boat. We were in Martin's tinny and, and the waves started firing. Like the waves got, were getting good. And they're like, they're calling on the contest to cloud break is the Quicksilver pro. And Martin and Bruce are like, Hey, we're going to go surf swimming pools. And I'm like, cool, let's go. You know, but I'm with Bruce Raymond, who's the head of Quicksilver. And he looks at me like, he goes, mate, job's on. And I was like, oh, fuck, I guess I got to go shoot video. I got to go take photos of this freaking contest. I wanted to go surf with Martin and Bruce, man. That's hilarious. Yeah. Um, well, in other Hawaii news, this is something I don't know if you watched last week's episode of uh, The Pickup, which is the show that Stab Magazine is doing on the North Shore with Vans. Yeah, I don't um, I haven't watched it yet. They referenced Carissa Moore would not be competing in this year's digital triple crown because she's going to be camped out at lowers for a month in the off season to ensure that she uh, understands the wave better and doesn't make the same mistake that she made on finals day. So if you'll remember on finals day, she was the number one surfer in the world for the season going into that event. Stephanie Gilmore came from fifth place and actually won the world title. So that was a failure on Carissa Moore's part to let that happen. So Carissa apparently is spending time at lowers this winter. That's my thoughts. Really weird. So that's exactly what I was going to ask you about is this was just referenced in that video by stab. So I cannot verify it beyond stab publishing yeah. it. Yeah. But, and I haven't seen Carissa at lowers since, but it just seems so odd to me that number one, it's the wrong time of season. It's the wrong season to be exactly. at lowers. Exactly. So you're not really going to get quality work done. Exactly. And number, number two, when does that ever trump being in Hawaii during the winter time and just getting work done in Hawaii? Like, I feel like the work that you get done in Hawaii in one month during the winter time will translate to lower trestles in the summertime and every other wave on the planet. Right. Totally agree. I, I totally agree on okay. both points. It's the wrong time of the year. I mean, if you're at low, if you're at trestles, you're surfing uppers. You're yeah. not surfing lowers in the winter unless you want to go left a lot. Yeah. I don't know. Um, that's weird. And then, yeah, you're right. Basically, look, put in the time in, in really perfect and powerful and meaningful surf, and it will translate to lowers. You know, like lowers is it's not a wave you got to go figure out. Right. Or go go there during the summertime. I'm sure there's a gap a week here, a couple of weeks there in between events that you can go spend at lowers and battle the crowds. Like that's kind of what you need to figure out at lowers and figure. Yeah. Like, yeah, pointless. So yeah. it it made me it made me feel like I don't know. Um, I know she's got an A list team of management and trainers and coaches and that sort of stuff, but it made me feel like they've 
the way that the WSL is structured, the way that the athletic, like the competitive surfing thing is structured, it's, they've lost the plot. Like if it's no longer surfing, it should always just be surfing. Like surfing in Hawaii should, uh, train you for the rest of the surfing that's going to be happen throughout the year. And if that isn't the pinnacle, if you're now doing heat strategy becomes more important or figuring out the mechanics of lowers becomes more important or whatever, then we've lost the plot. It should always just be focused on surfing the best surf, right? Hold that thought because I, I agree with you. I totally agree with you. Okay. Hiring for a small business is critical. It's imperative that you find a highly qualified professional to treat and grow your business with the same care and detail that you do. LinkedIn Jobs will be your next big unlock. LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to find the right professionals for your team fast and for free. Everybody is already on LinkedIn with their resume and their references. So the fact that LinkedIn built a hiring platform to connect the dots between everything is simple genius. It's way more sophisticated than a job board. It's a vast network of more than a billion professionals meticulously organized to connect people by skill set, desire, ambition, all in an effort to help us advance our position. And it's easy to use and intuitive. So effective that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Fast hiring solutions means achieving your goals in record time with rapid growth in 2024. LinkedIn Jobs will even help you write the job descriptions and give you tools and prompts to help you interview your candidate like a pro. LinkedIn.com slash surf is where you go to post your job for free. Yes, totally free. And you can let the world's largest social network of business professionals work to connect you with the ideal candidate to help you grow your business. That is LinkedIn.com slash surf to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Maybe it should be called prostrate so No, here's my thoughts on this. One, a couple things. What I was thinking is there's been a ton of snow here in California too, by the way. And maybe she's just like telling the people in Hawaii, yeah, I'm going to lowers to figure it out, but it's code for I'm going snowboarding. Two, her shaper, Matt Biolas, would be the first one to be like, why are you coming here to practice at lowers in the winter? That's stupid. You know what I mean? Which makes me lead back to number one, where maybe she's just going snowboarding with Matt or some crew. And, you know, she's like, what, you know what I mean? Like maybe it's just a snowboarding trip. And she just kind of randomly said that at, in passing at frigging, you know, maybe. supermarket. Yeah. I don't know. Well, maybe, maybe we don't put too much stock in it. I just yeah. thought it was very odd and, yeah. uh, and misguided, uh, if true. Well, the other news, uh, as it relates to Hawaii is Clay Marzo is joining snapped fives team for the Dehui backdoor shootout, which begins tomorrow uh, or the opening window for it is tomorrow, January 4th through the 16th. So Clay Marzo is somebody whose clips we always discuss somebody who we feel like has um, since the big kind of economic fallout in 2008 
he's been a little bit wayward. He's like one of the most talented surfers in the world who just doesn't have mainstream backing. And so we don't see enough of him. But when we do see something, we go, gosh, that guy needs a wild card into a barreling left somewhere on tour. And uh, well, now we're getting him. Not a wild card, but we're getting him in some form. And that is the Dehui backdoor shootout. So. Well, it looks like that, according to Surfline, that they could start that event tomorrow. Yeah. Um, it's and it looks solid, like eight to twelve feet. A little bit of strange wind, east northeast. You'd, you'd prefer to have like a like a south a southerly wind, but um, anyway. Well, I don't. There's no information posted on uh, organized on one website or anything for who the teams are, but I can tell you that on that team is along with Clay Marzo is Mason Ho, Seth and Josh Moniz, and then Benji Brand who was on the team last year and Benji also a name who, uh, or a surfer we don't see often enough, but absolutely qualified to, uh, surf pipe and to even win that event. And I know that on the Dehui team, Kelly Slater is signed up for that team. So that's exciting. I know we talked about that last time. That's such a coup for, for the event in general. That's a coup. You know what I mean? Like, who doesn't want to i mean that's must watch tv in my opinion absolutely totally um so that'll be fun and it does look like there's there's going to be you know great windows of opportunity to run that event and that event has that same format where it's like a a, a, a non-elimination yeah the team surf together too which is super cool so it's not as um it's not uh, competitors Jack against Gianca. one another. Yeah, not competitors against one another in the water at the same time. It's just a team out there doing their thing. So pretty cool. Um, I won't, we, maybe we could discuss next week, but if you do watch the stab episode of the pickup, it's pretty interesting. They're, again, we've talked about um, how they're almost designing television at this point rather than surf edits. It's like they, uh, a couple of the series, but this one included they're on the North shore. They're making an episode a week. It's basic. And it's not just a news show. It's not just like, Oh, here's who got the best wave. There's a little bit of that, but they design segments also that they'll be able to film regardless of what the forecast swell forecast is doing. So they did a little segment with Eric Arakawa and he pulls out of the rafters a quiver of boards that he built for andy irons but andy passed away before he was able to deliver the boards and the boards have never been written and so dylan graves is one of the hosts of the show so he gives the board to dylan and dylan takes it out and surfs it and a couple of other people paddle out billy kemper um mason ho so they all take turns on it just really really good really entertaining very interesting air cow is just fantastic to hear talk anytime yeah so we can discuss the episode in more detail next week, maybe, and the new episode yeah. that they'll publish this week. But yeah. they're very well produced. I love what Stab's doing with them. Yeah, I will check that out. And look, I mean, each and every episode, it seems like we we um, praise the good work and the content that Stab's putting out. And um, and it is what it is. I mean, they, they put out some fun stuff. And this is going to be another one of those things. Um, so yeah between this and you know all the other stuff gosh the stab edit of the year is insane like there's not a bad one of course well another thing that they're doing is the surfer of the year and they've done this in the last few years where they yeah take a poll from 
movers and shakers in the surf space. Basically, I think they do 50 people. Yeah. And then they release them uh, five people at a time asking, who is your favorite male surfer of the year? Who's your favorite female surfer of the year? Who's your yep. favorite junior? Who's your favorite web clip? What was your favorite YouTube channel this year? Um, and so among the people that they pull are professional surfers like Shane Dorian so far, Katie Simmers. They'll get Kelly Slater. They'll get all the world champs. They'll get um, commentators from the WSL and shapers sometimes, photographers who are actually on the beach, you know, documenting all this stuff throughout the year. So we'll kind of cover that as they go through it these next couple of weeks. But I was just curious to hear from you off the top of your head. Who do you think of when you think of the surfer of 2022? Who are a few names that you think are your surfer of the year? Well, first of all, let me just say that uh, as you and probably a lot of people know, this is just an updated version and a better version of the Surfer Poll Awards, which was a big deal for like 35 years in the surf media space, as far as contracts and incentives and where you stood at relative, you know, there was big bonuses for being in the top 10 of the Surfer Poll Awards. Um, and of course, Stab has taken something that makes sense. It's, and it's almost like a, um, like a marketing poll, you know, like it helps a lot of the companies understand where their athletes are relative to absolutely what the consumers uh, are interested in. And yeah. But I'll interrupt you right now yeah. and talk about that because we've been recording this podcast long enough to where we used to vote in the surfer poll I know. and discuss well, I it work the, there. I know and discuss it on the show. And there was times at the end there where it was so transparent that it was yeah. much more a marketing, not only the brands gauging that to figure out what's going on in the space, but the brands influencing that oh, yeah. to try to encourage us to like um, uh, the Portuguese surfer. <laughs> oh, not, not, not Tiago Perez, but uh, I know Frederico Moraes. Yeah. Right. Right. So like right. there was a time there eight years ago where Frederico Moraes was rated sixth on the surfer pole. And we're just like, what? How is that even possible? Like, yeah. we know he is the most important surfer in Portugal, but there's not enough voters in Portugal to really <laughs> sway to get Dane Reynolds off the list or whoever it was at the time, you know? Yeah. So it was very, it became so suspect. Yeah. Well, look, to answer your question, I mean, I, I think that um, Ethan Ewing, like, is the one name for me that comes to mind that's, that's, just high level, um, exciting to watch as exciting, uh, with the Jersey on as without, um, just, he's got the style he's got, he's got the Tom Curran vibe with, um, he's got some Andy vibe. He's just, he's got, um, he's just pleasing to the eye bottom line. Um, and so and he had a breakthrough year. Yeah. He, he won J Bay and, um, I believe, right. Didn't he win J Bay? Yeah. And he, He's a guy who we pinned a lot of potential on through his junior career and even his rookie year on tour. And he always fell short. Like he actually didn't requalify on his rookie year. And so to see him kind of come through this year and have all of that technique and everything connect with competitive success, he is, it was a memorable year for him for sure. Yeah. So Ethan Ewing comes to mind. Um, 
I think Nathan Florence sticks out a lot for the power of his Me too. personality in his YouTube vlog. Um, I think there's some other people. Um, act, frankly, Katie Simmer stands out in my Me eyes. Too. Um, She's on my list. I mean, based on what we just saw last couple, three weeks ago at the Pipeline event, um, of course, Carissa's right there. Steph for, for being basically, you know, the GOAT and, have, and being a world champion. Yeah. Um, Sierra Kerr, did I mention her? No. Um, then there's some, you know, I'm trying to think outside the box a little bit, you know? Um, so let me give yeah. you some of mine, see if it jogs some of your thoughts. Yeah. Uh, Asher Pacey stands out for me for like the last year or two. Whenever mm. his clips pop up on Instagram, I stop and watch them, you know? And so... I don't know that I would pick him as surfer of the year, but he's somebody that stands out in this kind of era that we're in. That's one that I think about. Um, Mason Ho is one that stands out throughout the year. Constantly. I'm constantly watching his stuff constantly. Anytime he puts it out, it's like, again, I stop and watch it where I don't feel the same about uh, Griffin Colapinto necessarily standing up and riding a wave or Kanoa Igarashi or Kaloe Andino, you know, but when Mason drops something, I drop what I'm doing and I watch it. John, John Florence is for the same exact reasons. And because of his film gravity, it's just, it's always top, top level. What he's doing. Joao Chianca, believe it or not, is somebody I think about with this past year and how he um, went toe to toe with John, John throughout the CT season. So he's somebody who I'm excited to see more of, but yes, Caitlin Simmers, was one that I put on my top five for sure. And um, and Nathan Florence, in terms of YouTube channels, Nathan's is the one that I think is the most notable, the most worth following. Cause like there's this people who have mastered the selfie mode and talking to the camera, like Ben Gravy, like J Jamie O'Brien, but I feel like they're pandering down to the 13 and 14 year olds that are watching it. So there's just a lot of hoopla that comes with it that to me just looks unnecessary and serves as a distraction. Whereas Nathan's been able to master that selfie mode without um, undermining the high level of surfing that he's doing. So, and there's only, you know, three YouTubers who surf at that level, him, Mason, and Jamie. So they're already in a class of their own. And yeah. I just feel like, and Mason presents good surfing on YouTube, but he's not really doing the selfie mode thing, giving you a peek behind his life in the way that uh, Nathan Florence is. So I think Nathan's kind of deftly navigated how to cater to you and I and what we want as core surfers who don't necessarily need all the flashy graphics, but also uh, is confessional in a lot of ways, does the confessional thing, you know? Yeah, you're, you nailed it. He does have a way of sort of speaking to our demographic, you know, um, I guess where there's, you know, there's like Chuck E. Cheese and then there's like Chili's. <laughs> and I'm going to go for the, the baby back ribs at Chili's, not the really weird pizza at Chuck E. Cheese. It, um, and I'm not, I'm not trying to, um, obviously I love Jamie's video, his vlogs and they're fun but it's good to have a different flavor. And Nathan Florence is a little bit more adult. It's kind of like, okay, you know, 
the kids can sit at the kids table and adults are going to sit at the adults table. And um, he, he does have a, he has sort of a, an everyday, like one of the guys kind of tone, you yeah. know, like, like you could, you feel like you could be in the car with him and he'd be like, Hey, cool, man, pass the wax over what, you know what I mean? Totally. It doesn't feel so distant. Yeah. Totally agree. We're on the same page there and excited to see what he's doing throughout the year um, or throughout 2023 uh, film of the year for me. I don't know if you've seen it yet, but facing monsters, the Kirby Brown film where he's surfing the slabs in Western Australia. I don't think I've seen it. I think it's only like available for purchase thus far. So maybe it'll go wider stream or wider release later, but anybody who has the availability to see that it is remarkable. I mean, it's cinematically shot like an Academy award winning documentary and the waves that he's surfing. We see Mason Ho surf on rocks, essentially dry reef. Yeah. Herbie's is I'm saying 10 times gnarlier, like Mason's doing it on maybe head high waves. Kirby's waves are double overhead and triple wide. They are like insane. You look at the thing and you're like, that's not surfable. And he's going out there and doing it. And it, to me, it's almost not surfing. What he's doing doesn't look like anything that I'm doing. And it just feels more like an adrenaline junkie thing than it does a surfing thing. Like what he's doing is similar to those guys in those flying squirrel suits, you know, that are parachuting down crazy rock faces and yeah. getting real close and then opening the chute. So it's like, that is what it looks like. Yeah. Well, I look forward to seeing it. I mean, there's gosh, there's so much, like when you think about film of the year and or edit of the year, there is so much to wade through. And by the way, it's all insane. Like yeah. the machine that is the content surf industry thing is just, it's just pumping out so much stuff that it's, I don't, you know, you and I use the word overload a lot. Um, but I think if I was an editor and, or this was my film or edit, um, I would look at what everything, what everybody's kind of doing and go the opposite way so that I could kind of stand out. And I'm sensing that that's what facing monsters feels like. Yeah, it, it certainly does. Um, it's on a different level cinematically than anything else, but Kirby surfing isn't trying to, you know, he's not trying to do airs. He's not trying to make sure that he has a well-rounded mix of surfing like Noah Dean is trying to do in his edit, which by the way, probably deserves edit of the year. Nosvid. Um, no, no, no. Hold on. Did that, did edit of the year, did stabs edit of the year get picked yet? Or does that come out with the surfer of the year? It got picked already. It was Kale Walsh's idiot box. Oh, I heard that's insane. I, I want to watch it is. that actually. It but is. I insane, stand man. by Torn Martin or um, no. Uh, who is my guy? Uh, Jaws, oh, you Tory know, Meister, Tory Meister. Thank you. I stand by Tory Meister. Thirty something Tory Meister. That's that edit was insane. I mean, huge aerials. It's undeniable. Jaws. Yeah. I mean, show me another stab of the year where guys getting barreled to Jaws. I don't think maybe Albie. Yeah, that's true. Maybe Albie's. I didn't watch Albie's yet. I heard um, his is really good too. I mean, they're all good. That's the thing. Yeah. Like, it's kind of like, what flavor do you want? Chocolate chip mint? You want chocolate chip? You want, you know, like Rocky Road? I don't know. 
that's the great thing is you don't have to pick. Exactly. Um, well, other huge news from this week is that the inertia sells to all gear digital for millions of dollars an undisclosed sum, but certainly in the millions and, uh, in a related story, All Gear Digital actually just secured $40 million worth of funding, a new round of funding before they made this acquisition. So presumably much of that would be going to our buddy Zach Weisberg over at the Inertia. That's great. I'm stoked for for Zach. And that doesn't surprise me either, frankly. You know, um, my former intern, Mm-hmm. Zach Weisberg. I got a letter from a young man that was going to Duke University and it was like, hey, do you need an intern? And I sent back an email. And I'm like, yeah, do you want to wash my car and get me lunch every day? <laughs> You're you, in. Know this cam- you know this camera that I'm holding when the waves get good? How about you hold it? You know, speaking of like back in the day, podcasts or internet radio or whatever, that's who was like when I was in front of the microphone. And by the way, we were filming back then. Zach was the guy filming me. Shut up. Yeah, no, Zach was right there in the middle of the little surfer magazine down the line in the lineup studios. And it was either him or the guy who's my lawyer now, John Fowler. My two interns have gone on to great things. Two of them, I've had more than two, but John Fowler Fowler is my lawyer. And uh, he's a great lawyer. He's based in LA. And Zach Weisberg, John came from Van, uh, Vanderbilt and Zach from Duke University. And by the way, I mean, I would get emails from people going, hey, man, I live right here in San Clemente. Can I be your intern? I'd be like, I don't think so. This guy just, I don't even think he knows how to put a sentence together. And so what stood out? I get these things from, well, it was either Zach or John. I forget who, but it was during, it, it uh, when there was like um, that massive, earthquake in in indonesia was it oh five or something i'm not sure i kind of forget but i was like look what i'm going to need is a 30 page paper on the ngo progress that's occurring uh for the people and the, the nation state of indonesia and specifically the mentalize and the you know the, the places that are affected affect the surf you know and one of them's like okay done you know <laughs> like literally like Three and a half weeks later, I got a 30-page paper from, I think it might have been John Fowler. It might have been Zach. It was one of those guys. And I'm like, all right, come on over. You can wash my car. And, you know, here's my lunch order. But I'm kind of kidding. I, those guys did a lot of hard yards. Those poor guys had to put up with me, uh, you know, which, you know, the bondage of Scott. You know, I was in full, um, you know, how long does it take to get to lowers? You know, that's <laughs> Yeah. From the Surfer Magazine offices. Yeah. Well, um, if you don't mind illuminating the listeners, how was the Inertia founded? How did he go from intern with you to uh, founding the Inertia just a short, probably two or three years later, right? Yeah, well, you might be able to help fill in the blanks, too, because I actually wasn't there when that all went down. I, le- I had left. Oh, okay. Um, but Zach took over my role at Surfer as the online editorial director in charge of everything content-wise on the website. And then there was a, there was a big kerfuffle over uh, Mick Fanning and um, the concept of uh, anti-Semitism and Rip Curl got involved. I'm sure Neil Ridgeway was like, oh, oh. and Zach, who's Jewish, was like, hey, man, 
like I'm not okay with anti-Semitism. And if there's something that went down, like, and again, I, you know, yeah. I'm not the he source. wanted to write. So I'll I'll fill in. You're yeah, right. Fill me in. Yeah. So interestingly, this Chaz Smith directly relates to this as well. That's right. Because Chaz wrote the article. He had been writing about Mick's surfing being vanilla and boring. And so Mick just won, I think, his first world title. That night, uh, Chaz was at a party to celebrate Mick's world title. And Mick saw Chaz and wanted to go. uh, Wasn't there alcohol involved? I'm sure. So Mick con- Mick confronted Chaz about like, why have you been talking so much crap about me all year? And this was when Chaz was writing for Stab Magazine. Oh, was it Stab or Surfing? He was at Stab. Okay. And he ended up at Surfing, but he yeah. was at Stab at the time. Yeah. And so Mick confronted Chaz. And in the confrontation, Mick called him allegedly an effing Jew. And so then Chaz wrote a story about being confronted by Mick Fanning and said that he was called an effing Jew. And so Stab Magazine published that story and Rip Curl demanded a retraction and in fact was spending, I think, a quarter of a million dollars a year at Stab Magazine in advertising and threatened to withdraw their money, be like, we're not going to advertise with you guys anymore. And Derek Riley, who was co-founder at Stab Magazine, was like, no, I mean, this happened. Go ahead, walk with your quarter of a million bucks. We're keeping this in print. And so it was a newsworthy story. And Zach wanted to write about it for Surfer Magazine. Like, hey, this is happening in the surf space. Even though it's for a different publication, this is newsworthy. So we're going to talk about it at Surfer. And Surfer said, we don't want any part in that. You know, uh, well, yeah, Zach got a lot of pressure, I think, from Chris Morrow, or um, I believe it was Chris Morrow, but it's all well documented on, online how, how it went down. But and then I, I interrupted you. So at that point, Zach drew a line in the sand and said, you know what, I'm going out on my own. They it was at that point that Zach realized these are just marketing vehicles for the industry, these aren't really news agencies. Like, there's only so much real news you're allowed to write before you start stepping on the toes of our advertisers and then we're out, you know? And I think that was like the big wake up call for Zach where he's like, you know what, there is a space people are like, it got a lot of play too. Like people were interested in, in this, in this article, right. This news story. Yeah. Zach, Zach went out on his own and then keep, keep going. You were doing great. Well, as you mentioned, Zach is Jewish. So it, he absolutely was, I think, um, upset about what you're talking about, but it was also tied to his, you know, um, religion as well. He's like, this story is directly related to me and it's an affront to my religious belief. And so we're not going to walk away from it. So ultimately at that time, he implemented, uh, the model that the Huffington post was implementing, which was let's create a WordPress site where, users can create an account and submit an article. So we don't have to hire a bunch of writers and try to redo what everybody else is doing. Let's just do something new in the surf space and do what HuffPo is doing and allow people to write articles. And so the very first, he actually reached out to Sean Thompson, who's also Jewish and a former world champ and an icon in the surf space and was like, hey, I'm launching this new thing and here's the reason that I'm doing it. And so the very first article was written by Sean Thompson which was a savvy move on Zach's part to really make a big splash. Yeah. 
and put the put the kind of stake in the ground and be like, hey, I'm doing this for a moral decision. And here's the people that are coming with me. And yeah. so he was able to get, uh, you know, Kelly Slater, Jerry Lopez, all these big names. Yeah to be contributors on the site, which then of course encouraged everybody else to become contributors on the site. Yeah. And, um, and the site, he also did a great job of finding advertisers along the way. So I feel like he's always had kind of healthy revenues from day one um, and implemented a lot of like the Google ad model that the other magazines weren't implementing the other magazines who had a hard time transitioning from print to digital still relied on endemic advertising in the digital space. And so I think Zach did a really savvy job of implementing the newer models of advertising in the digital space. And so that led to a lot of success for him for uh, 12 years, 13 years. Yeah. And in many ways, Zach was like the first disruptor, you know, he, he kind of, he kind of, turned his back on on the old guard meet surf media and started something different and uh, yeah and it it was a good for zach what's interesting too is that you know for the past whatever however many years um you know chaz and 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 beach grit have been sort of attacking the inertia it's kind of like the low-hanging fruit for those guys yeah and um and they and, and in many ways, Chaz was was a catalyst for the for the success that Zach has now had. Totally, totally, yeah. I mean the the inertia from the get go never uh, tried to be cool. You know, I mean they they really do pander to the vulnerable, vulnerable adult, adult learners <laughs> very much so, and but they're unashamedly doing it. You know, it's not they're not trying to be anything else. It's yeah five you know they'll they're inclusive again, you know they're they're like inclusive right well it's inclusive because it's user submitted content you know and so a lot of people recognize that as an opportunity to advertise their business so you'll get some pilates uh studio owner writing an article for the five ways to help your pop-up and it's all about their pilates program yeah. you know what i mean yeah. stuff like that yeah. so for the core user for you and i or Chaz or whatever the core surfer it's easy to make fun of and be like, why is this attracting so much attention? There's uh, Joey Johnston getting barreled at back door today. Why are they publishing an article about the five ways to help your pop up? Yeah. So, so it is low hanging fruit, but there's a ton of people that want that content and utilizing Google's ad rhythm and Facebook and all that sort of thing. Yeah. Zach's able to serve it up to those people. That's cool. I, I'm I'm good with that. I, you know, in a yeah, weird way, being upset that they're not showing Joey Johnston's Instagram is kind of like it's kind of silly. Like, well, why there's, do you care? I'm not the upset about why it. Why does anyone care? I don't. I mean, yeah. it doesn't it doesn't affect me in one way or no, another. You know what I care about? The wind and the tide. <laughs> That's what I care totally, about. totally. Well, I'm also. I mean, I'm glad to see uh, somebody building something from nothing and in 10 years selling it for millions of dollars. That's an inspirational so story. I am so stoked for Zach. And it doesn't surprise me. Like I said, I knew that he was, he was going places, you know, he was a mover and a shaker. He was motivated. Yeah. Well, to fully um, wrap this story, I'll just read the inertia joins a group of media brands, including gear junkie, Switchback Travel, Bike Rumor, Explorers Web, 
I Run Far, and more. In total, All Gear Digital reaches more than 60 million readers. Um, quote, I am thrilled to bring the inertia into All Gear Digital platforms, says Eric Fung, the co-founder and CEO of All Gear Digital. He goes on to say, the brand continues our momentum towards becoming the leading publisher in the outdoor and active lifestyle space. So all the... Um, the Inertia's full team will continue on with All Year Digital, so Weisberg will remain at the helm as general manager. And then the key editorial leaders, Joe Cardberry and Alex, Alex Harrow, will continue their roles as senior managing editors. Oh, cool. I know Joe um, from, Joe was at, I think he was at Canoe and Kayak magazine when I was there. And then he moved over to Stand Up Paddle to Sup magazine. Mm -hmm. He was a, like the editor in chief or whatever of SUP magazine or whatever. Um, but yeah, well, good. Good for those guys. That's, that's kind of exciting. Now, the question is, how many years? I give it two years before the, the guy who owns all of those assets sells that entire thing to like Time Warner or somebody. It's totally what he's doing. Yeah. Good for him. Hey, don't be surprised if you get a call. You're, you're setting yourself up for a phone call, probably. <laughs> Well, we're, I mean, honestly, that's super exciting that we're in that space now, you know, that, uh, I mean, I don't want to put my name into the conversation of some of these other people that I'm about to mention, but it's when you look back at like the way that the brands, surf brands were founded and Surfer Magazine was founded. I mean, it really was just a few people that were all friends that were barely making it work, you know, like in terms of let's put all of our money into this, let's eat top ramen and try to surf as frequently as possible. And they created the brands that are now internationally distributed yeah. and publicly traded and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So I feel like in a sense, we came up at a time where there was no revenue attached to doing what we're doing, but we worked other jobs to kind of do this thing. And along the way, all of those other brands have just gone by the wayside and they've lost market share, whatever. And so we are the ones with our various things that we're doing that are kind of um, still there week to week, holding the microphone and yep. serving it up to the audience. And so it's kind of cool to see that, it that happening. It's super and cool. our friend and to see our friends like Zach or like Sam McIntosh selling Stab Magazine twice you know, um, being able to benefit from those things. Remember we were at the surf ranch with Zach and some other guys from the area. And I think Sam was there from Stab. Yeah. 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 And, and Mike, Mike, Michael C. Morello was there. Those guys are ripping. I remember walking up that morning at the surf ranch. I don't know if you were with me, but like the first wave of the morning came through. Were you with me? Yeah. Uh, I, keep going. Well, I mean, we were, we were I there was together. walking down the wall, like towards it, and the sun had just come up, and it was like the first round of waves. It was like seven in the morning or whatever. And right away, it's the stab crews, the first ones in the water. And it's like Mikey C. Morella and Sam McIntosh, and they're absolutely yeah. just killing it, like just ripping. And it's just like, oh, and it was the first time I'd seen the wave. And I was like, wow, this is freaking Disneyland. And look at these guys just going off them. They were absolutely shredding. My yes, I was there, and if I remember correctly, the first wave was actually Sam, and he killed it. Yeah, yeah, he was just like ripping. Like you're like that yeah. guy's a pro. <laughs> you know what I mean? Le I mean, legit. Sam's yeah. Sam is absolutely legit. And yeah, I think Mikey might have been the second wave, 
And uh, I remember him like, yeah, and he was riding a pointy thruster, but he was like, got so far up on the nose in the tube. Do you remember this? He was almost like doing like a cheater five in the barrel Hmm. on like a little 510 or something. And I was like, it was sick. He just rode the wave beautifully. Yeah. Yeah. I do remember just going, wow, that's those guys just raised the bar big time. First waves of the day that like they, they seemed very comfortable right away. Totally. Totally. No nerves or anything. Yeah. That wave is so crazy. Like people, many, many, many people have now experienced it, but that feeling that experience when you see the first wave and you're like, wow, this is next level. Like it just blew me away as far as like, you know, I, I expected a little wave pool thing like I'd done in Orlando or whatever, you know, and then you see this 500 yard mechanical bull just push this amazing wedgy right hander. It's just well, that was 2017, I believe. So we hadn't seen so much of it yet. It was super uh, novelty to you and I. It was fresh and new. It was like maybe we saw, and it wasn't even the finalized version of it. You know, the we had seen Kelly's opening ride, but it was all mud on the bottom with a tarp on it at that point. And so we hadn't seen like it all fully dialed in. Yeah. It wasn't breaking the internet. They weren't, or it wasn't uh, on the internet all the time. It was just like, it was really seeing it live was kind of among the first times we ever saw it, to be honest. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a lot of fun that day. It was like media day. They invited a bunch of media types. So there was Surfer Magazine, there was you and I. We were lucky enough. That was very kind of them to reach out to us. Um, Stab, I think, oh, um, Jamie Brissick was there, right? I think Jamie Howard was there. I invited Jamie. He wasn't a part of a media thing. Um, and then uh, Surfline. It was Surfline, Surfer, Stab, and us were the was the That's group right. that was there. And then on a separate day, they did um, the next Beach day. Grit. Yeah, yeah, Beach Grit, Surfer, Surfer, uh, Surfing World, and a couple yeah. of other. Yeah, I forget who else, but yeah, that was cool. That was good yeah, fun. it was a lot of fun. Tons of fun. Well, look, I have a hard out. So um, unless you have like must-see moment, but I would tell you that my must-see moment is uh, Slow Horses. If you're listening out there, watch Slow Horses. I think it's on Apple Plus or Apple TV. Apple Plus, yeah. And that's amazing. They're um, in season two right now. Yeah, I finished it. It's fairly good. Yeah. Anyway, that's what I would suggest you guys watch. It's really good. Well, my musty moment, I've, we've already mentioned it, but Joey Johnston's backdoor wave. Another thing, though, from Internet land that um, is worth seeing is that 13-year-old Cruz de Nofa is down at Boa Vista Village in Sao Paulo, Brazil. They're building a new perfect swell wave pool, and he's down there. It's, it seems to be like a huge real estate development. There's condos, yeah. there's retail, blah, 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 but the pool is at the center of it. And so he's down there sampling the pool, and he did one of those backside front flips that he's done before really? and it's just yeah it's insane dude this kid he's 13 years old from new jersey um he's got the youtube thing going all that sort yeah. of stuff but that backside he calls it a backside front flip and that's what it is yeah. it's freaking gnarly and um perfect swells instagram posted it it wasn't even on cruises instagram yet as of this morning but it is totally insane yeah, look, the guys at um, Perfect Swell, Bruce and his his wife, they're they've got they're blowing up. They're they're doing yeah. some cool pools, and uh, 
there's a lot going on in that wafeful space, you know, not of it, not all of it's good, but most of it's great, you know? Well, not all of, I, I mean, it's just, it is what it is. Like, I feel like we're recognizing now that there's professional, you know, uh, well, I th- ocean I mean, surfing over here and wave pool surfing over here. Is. They don't there have is. to meet. They don't yeah. have to, we don't have to have wave mm-hmm. pools on the championship tour. They can coexist and they can be separate things, but yeah. And they're not gonna, they're not gonna, they're not gonna be, they're not going to meet in the middle, but what I w- what I was saying was like, you know, th- there's that one development in Palm Springs. I think it's Kelly's that got shut down. Like the neighbors all around them just went, no, you know what? Your lights are way too high, you know? And then they went, okay. They came back to the drawing board and they lowered the lights. And then the neighbors are like, no, what's up with the water? How come you're using water? And they address the water. Like basically those guys, I think it was Schwab or Coors. I forget. And Schwab. Kelly and some other people, yeah, so Schwab, they did everything that the neighbors asked of them to do. And then when the final vote went down, they got shut down. And it was basically those old crotchety golfer types out in Palm Springs were just like, we don't want surfers here, is the vibe I got. You know, maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. Maybe, you know, that's just me got- reading it from 100 miles away online. But the vibe I got was there was nothing they could have done. Like, they were like, here, how much money do you want for the homeowners association? Like, there was no amount of money, no amount. They were just like, no, we don't want to wave pool there. Well, I'll give you two insider stories. You're, yeah. you are right. But in addition, uh, a friend of mine who was a potential investor in that project. So sat through the meetings, sat through the pitches, saw all the financials and the plans and all that sort of stuff said, this thing's a pipe dream. Like the numbers are just ridiculous. There's no way that they actually get this thing funded. And even if they do, I don't know that anybody sees a return on that investment. And what they're asking the home, the price of the, that the homes would need to sell for is insane. The fee that those homeowners need to pay to use the pool, kind of insane. Like, I just don't see this ever coming together. So there's that. I don't. So num- Go ahead. Number, number two, um, one of the people who's responsible responsible for building that pool and putting that whole plan together is friends with or knows Chaz. And when they got shut down by the city council, texted Chaz and said, hey, the city council in their reasoning to shut us down referenced Beach Grit articles three times. (laughs) Articles that you had written talking crap about the wave pool and the Kelly Slater technology. That city council is referencing your work. And that's part of the reason we got shut down. So we don't appreciate that. Oh my God. Oh man. Go ahead and put him in the former friend category. Exactly. Exactly. Well, you know, I, I, here's, I don't know much of, I didn't see the spreadsheet. I don't know how it pencils out as a business, but I do believe that there's 150 very wealthy people who are surfers that could buy a home like that instead of using it and paying taxes or whatever, they can just take the money and invest it in a home. And um, like, I, I bet it pencils out like to the layperson, you know, to the upper middle class, middle class, lower class, like us, there's no, it's, it's stupid, but I, there's, there's plenty of um, Charles Schwab types. Uh, what, what's his name? The Schwab guy, Michael. Michael Schwab. I mean, there's plenty of those types that like, you'd be surprised how much money's out there and how many of these people are surfers 
and either grew up surfing or vulnerable adult learners or whatever. But um, again, I don't think that, I bet it pencils out. I know it looks crazy. You're like, really? The, you know, it's 15 million for a home and another million a year. But like, for when you well, have $400 person, million, dollars, that's not a big deal. The person who I'm talking about is, is in that world. And yeah. they're the ones who gave me that information. So that wasn't my interpretation of the numbers. Yeah. That was somebody who lives in that space their interpretation of the numbers right. well maybe who knows as much i do know if you have a lot of money it doesn't mean you're smart <laughs> all okay, right well, well we've happy new year yes happy new year we've said a lot um until next week david adios and aloha the warmth of your love's like the warmth of the sun this will be all year took a long time And don't forget to post your job for free at linkedin.com slash surf. That's linkedin.com slash surf to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply.